Har du sett landin så här? That place which knows only rest, where there's nothing happening. Let attention be there. So attention <coughs> is at home in its natural place. And from there, let's see what arises. From there, let's see. So the chair is open. If anybody wants to come up with a question. Good morning. Um, I guess I don't have a particular question, but I'm looking for some pointers from you know what you might see with what's going on here. Um, I've been on the progressive path for a while and sort of dabbling in the direct path from time to time, but you can't dabble in it. And so, you know, I've had gurus. It's been more mostly in the Hindu tradition and. Um, and there's been a lot of love there. There's been a lot of enjoying that experience, the bhakti, the rituals, um, things like that. But there's been a realization that that's not um, feeding me. That's not. And there's a pull. There's there's sort of a, a sense of a knowing that that's not where I'm wanting to rest. And there's something else. And so uh, periodically, I kind of get drawn to this. Advaita um, satsang and teachings and and so I'm just sort of wondering what where I should start to try to because there's a lot of sense of sadness with the realizations that I don't exist that this is a movie um, that that knowing there's a sadness with that and um, and yet I hear you and others talk about how glorious it is to be in the emptiness and, and when you really are established in the not existing, but it's wonderful. And I'm not feeling the wonderfulness yet. And there seems to be a desire to want that. Um, but, you know, I've spent a lot of time creating a me in different ways, in different thinking, well, this will do it, or that, you know, I'm not going to be a banker, I'm going to be a healer, and I'm going to try that. And then it's like, no, this is, all this doing is getting me farther away from that call that I'm feeling, that this isn't right. So I'm just wondering where to, where to rest and where to be with where I'm at, and how to, <coughs> if you're seeing anything that might be good pointers for me to work with right now. Mm. There's no outside methodology that's going to do it. Let's just sit for a minute, huh? go beyond the sadness that arises with the seeing that this is not real, that this is illusion, this is moving.
can you go beyond that sadness? Because that's just a phase of another layer of the movie. Mm -hmm. What's after the sadness? When the sadness passes through, or the grief, or the loss, or the realization that all the investment was actually for no reward. Right. Sometimes there's a feeling it's okay. And sometimes there's just a lot of questions like, well, if if this is just a movie and this already happened anyway and this is just an echo, then why should I even like get up in the morning and do anything? And um, knowing that do it, trying to do anything isn't what I want to, where I want to put my attention anymore. Okay, I think I have something. Um, it, uh, it, it, oh, no, it's very subtle. Hold on, I find it. It feels like um, that. Okay, that the, um, It feels like everything must be. Every action must be tied to some kind of a purpose. Do you know mm -hmm. that the healing work we do on ourselves to be whole, or we do this to be happy, or we follow a guru to gain enlightenment, or blah blah blah? Okay. And then there's a seeing that there's no purpose, and then all of a sudden the action falls down. Well, why would I get up in the morning if if there's nothing to be gained and it's already done? So the action doesn't stop. It's only the reward system. Let that framework of thinking, that context, that the reason I do something, it's like the cause and effect is very locked in. Yeah. Okay, can I go after cause and effect then? Yeah, I've been, try I've been kind of working with that. Okay, yeah. 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 So, so there seems to be something tied into the reward system. So let everything come into more. We could even play with it by coming more into the present moment, even though that's in the movie, totally in the movie. The present moment is a lot of right. stuff. So the, the, <laughs> the, the movement of your body to get up in the morning, that is a natural functioning. It doesn't need to be motivated in any way for any reward. The functioning will take place. The I functioning don't need to direct it. In you don't any need way. to direct it. You don't need to direct it, and it certainly isn't going to give you a reward. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to be gained out of functioning. It just happens. And I think there's like a residue, uh, some stickiness I feel around part of my story. There's been a lot of depression in, in the history in the story. Yes. And so uh, different coping mechanisms have been tried and used, and you know that whole framework. And so there was a sense that um, the staying in bed was contributing to the depression, and yes. so I needed some kind of structure. Yes. So there was the seeking of frameworks. Yes. So there's the stickiness with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So develop a lifestyle. Stick to it. Don't think about it anymore. Just a lifestyle that's organic and keeps the body and mind in good health. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't analyze it. Don't check if that's working, oh, I'm tired of that now, I'm going to break. Don't go there. Let there be a lifestyle and forget about it. Routine, routine is very useful if there's yeah. a prone, prone, if there's something. I like, what you, like some of the things resonated that you had talked about, commitment and discipline and yeah. how that can work sometimes. Yeah. And so I was sort of, that was resonating for me as, yeah. as a way to go with this. Yeah, yeah. Something, some, a kind of stability mm -hmm. in a daily lifestyle is very useful.
Now, if it becomes something that's <coughs> out of reach, and no, no, actually I want to get up at 6.30 and do yoga for an hour and a half, and then I go for a walk, and then I'll eat fruit on until midday. I'm not talking about that, that's over the top. I'm talking about something that naturally, organically works. So don't set up a goal that requires effort. Set up a goal that's wholesome. Yeah, because I've been setting up a lot of goals with efforts in the past. Yes, and if mind is prone to depression, yeah, my, you know, yeah, that's part of depression thinking. Yeah, that's part of depression thinking because you set yourself up for something that you can't achieve, and then you hurt yourself for not achieving it. Right, and off we go in the loop again Mm -hmm. of self-blame and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're onto it. I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So a lifestyle that's just wholesome. And do it for five days a week. And give two days rest. And the rest might be Tuesday one week and Thursday, Friday another week. But a lifestyle that's wholesome, sustainable. It's just lifestyle. Even less than discipline, just lifestyle. So that will get you out of bed because bed doesn't help. No, no, bed doesn't help at all. If there's a, no. With the history of the depression. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, and so, uh, in trying to think about lifestyle, there's this issue that comes up of, well, what to do? I mean, there's 24 hours in a day, so wh- where should I go and what should I do? And some of these doings and career options I've tried just don't <coughs> stick or they don't. Okay. Know, I'm not, there's not a wanting to continue engaging in that. Okay. And so... But nothing will stick. Yeah. How can anything stick? How can you any can't. career be for you? How can any career, career be fulfilling? It's just what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be gained from anything in the outside world, you see. Nothing is going to fulfill out there. But every um, tendency towards depression will dissolve if self-love is established. If the I totally loves itself, depression can't, there's no room for depression. Yeah, I was looking at the, the I am capable and I am lovable stuff, yeah. and I think the I am capable is, is okay, like that's right. not biting me, but the I am lovable, it's the I love think it's, yeah. Yes, it is, yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the mm-hmm. depression is a symptom of, right. of self, lack of self-love. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there's, there's a soft order to the day, but if there's too much time, then do voluntary work. Yeah, because like in doing voluntary work, there's nothing to be gained. And it will help to break that thinking that this will do it for me. Because voluntary work is just assisting. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. And let it be a routine, you know? It's mm-hmm. 9 to 12, 4 mornings a week. Mm-hmm. Routine, system, routine. Do you I know? need that. Yeah, I need that routine. You do. You need routine. Bit, yeah. Otherwise, it just there's a yes. sinking and a heaviness. That's that right. Becomes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Morning time. Exactly, Do voluntary yeah. work in the morning. Yeah. You know, and then somehow if there's a routine in the morning, the rest of the day, it can fit itself in. It, it will work. Morning is the bummer for where there's a prone to depression, yeah, yeah. or specifically your framework anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it it at the moment it's just it it's it's like this for some people that that the way to manage mind is actually not through seeing mind itself, but through organizing things that are a distraction for mind. So that's what we're doing, do you see? We're organizing the things that, that completely get you caught in your own thoughts. So if we organize them and set them down, job done. And there's, <coughs> nothing, to play there's with. nothing for mind to play with. Mm-hmm. 
Do you see? Yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm coming in from the back door on this one. Yeah. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So you just set up a system. And for somebody else it might be like, well, I just do the cleaning on Tuesday and I do the laundry on Friday and that's it. And this really works for some people. Because it doesn't let that, oh, I have to do that, oh, I have to do that, I have to. And the I story is about putting on the friggin' washing machine. Do you know? But the I story, will, the mind will grab anything. It'll even grab the washing machine. Do you know? It really will. So sometimes, like, hold on. If there's just order, it's not questioned. And that's the purpose of discipline. That's its highest purpose. Is that there's something that's not negotiable. It's just how it's done. That's it. You see? So it doesn't give mind meat, more meat. And would it be helpful as I'm going through that flow of the day to try to do the observer thing? Of course, 24-7 observe. Yeah. Okay. Observe and go behind if you can. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what I'm after is to break up the cause-effect. Right. You, you can't take that into non-duality. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, that has to go if non-duality is going to really... And with the progressive path, that's very present. Yes. The cause-effect. Yes. If I do these practices, I will. Yes. You know, the whole story yes. flows from there. Yes, it does, yeah. Let it be seen that the practices just happen. Mm -hmm. They will just happen without the cause and effect framework. But for you, the tendency might be to stay in bed all day if there's, you see? So the action gets stopped if you pull away the cause and effect. So to pull away the cause and effect, there must be a lifestyle set up that's non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. So that something kicks into a groove of action without the expected reward. Do you see it? Yeah. Okay. That's where mind is is playing with you, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's okay. That's okay. Actually, if if that, it'll un something will unravel from there, if that's set up, and it, it will be trial and error to find something that smoothly. Um, it is the flow for you. It's like right. you have to actually find the flow because there's something Try different in your things and then see what, where there's resonance. Exactly. See where there's resonance yeah. and stick to it. Yeah. And that's just it. Because where there's a prone um, uh, a tendency towards depression, it's, it's actually, it's quite addictive. Mm -hmm. It's quite addictive. So it's like, it's like the same technique as pulling back from alcoholism. It's like, well, it won't suit you actually to go to bars for a while. Do you know? It just won't suit you to have a bottle of wine in the fridge and know you're not going to drink it. It suits you better not to buy wine. <laughs> Do you know? There are certain steps in lifestyle that must be made. Mm -hmm. And depression is like an addiction. Yeah. You know, it has that. So this is the lifestyle of not going to the bar and not buying the bottle of wine. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. Setting up the time to go to work and to get up in the morning. That's and right. Sticking to it and not. That's right. That's you know, it. When the alarm goes off, the mind is going to say, "Oh, I want to." And get up anyway, and allow body to get up. Not at all. The mind that said, yeah, that's mind. That's fine. Let's see what happens here. And body will get up. If there's an observing of mind, body will get up. Of course it will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It'll shift. It. Don't get caught up on it. You know, it's just something to set in place that will free up the reward system. You know, that's what I'm after. Is the reward system. Yeah. So that there's a letting go, then it's safe to surrender. You know, and self-love is 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 a thing that you you have space to address because there'd be some distance. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Self-love for no reason, but just that you're exquisite. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Not if I love myself, I'll be able to. It's like no, no. 
love for the sake of love. That's enough. That's enough. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Do you hear us on Skype? Can you? Hi. Uh, I see where you're coming from. I'm Reinhold and I'm calling from Germany. Hi Reinhold for from all of us here, Boston. Hi to all of you in Boston. I remember I was in Boston, I believe, in the year 2000, 2000 yes, okay. uh, at the time of the Boston Marathon. It was a fantastic time. <laughs> What's happening for you? Unfortunately, I have only an, a very general overview. Is that intentional or is Richard still busy setting up? No, you're, you're, you're live. You're on. Okay. Um, just a few remarks that came up to me during the conversation that you had with the lady. Uh, I, I think living, just living is so much, just, just being alive is so much. And uh, uh, we had a German famous writer, his name was Goethe, and at one stage he wrote the sense of life or the, the, the yeah, the sense of life is life itself. And, and that, that's a resting point where, where, where this judgment and value systems might come to a rest. That very strongly came up in, in, in me during this uh, okay. conversation that you had. Uh, but I dialed in uh, just to continue that um, um, unfolding that we had last uh, weekend when I said I am the world and you um, had suspects about... Uh, uh, it's still identification. Um, I sat with this and it, it further unfolded and somehow here is a belief that it is more um, a case of integration than of identification. Okay. When, when, when I say I am the world, this basically is also saying, for example, let us take very bad people like Al Capone or bad politicians like Pol Pot or whoever it is, who are believed to be very cruel, to have been very cruel, or Hitler we had in Germany, and uh, th th there is very much negative judgment and load in that. But when, when I can say I am the world, then I inevitably see that this judgment is based on some value system which is inside me. Okay. And so basically, I, I am this violence, this brutality and all that, and yes. I can accept this. Yes. Yeah? And okay. looking at it that way, that okay. brings liberation. Okay, but that's an I who's looking at it that way. There's an I who's accepting what was formerly judgment. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, but that I then, and then we come to, to, to the next um, differentiation. Uh, the, the I that I'm talking about, and that in the end still is I am the world. Yeah, I, I, I stay with this uh, right. belief. Yeah, right. but it has two landscapes basically. There is one landscape which is the phenomenal world, where everything that is describable, everything that is sensible, arises. That, okay. that really happens there. And there is another uh, landscape which is prior to any existence. And okay. this, the final I is in that area of being prior to any existence. Okay. 
And the relative, the, the other, the phenomenal I is relative, and in the end of the day, nothing is relevant in that landscape. Yes, okay. So the resting point is prior to any existence. There is finished. Okay. And I would call that, you can call it void or source. Sure. You can call it even source. It sounds more positive. It is not so Advaita-like because Advaita is negating everything, and I tend to uh, to prefer positive language. Okay. On that source. It's a lot of I in all of this, Reinhold. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the position that arises here is the same as last weekend. You know, there's there's a there's a nice story that's unraveling something that's just moving identification from one thing to another. There is no I in that which is beyond manifestation. No matter what way you look at it, there is no I, and all arises out from what you are. You can say beyond all that can manifest is what I am, but it's it, it's it doesn't work to say I am beyond manifestation. I am anything does not work. It just doesn't. But you can say, what I am is beyond all of it. <laughs> but to say, I am the world and I am prior to the world, it, it smells. <laughs> <laughs> From here it smells. It, it's, it's still the unraveling of the eye. It's still an intellectual perspective, you know, sorting out different layers of very subtle identification. It is an intellectual perspective. Yes, yes. Seen here. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So what I am, what you are, is beyond the world and what doesn't manifest. Stay there. And somehow the rest of it falls into a positioning that has nothing to do with I am it or anything. Because as long as you are it, then you are, are, are an appearance. The appearance can't fall into the being an appearance as long as there is any level of identification with it. I think here we are running really into the limits of language and intellect. Sure, 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 sure. It's, but it's, it's sure, it's sure, sure. But beyond intellect, there is something that knows. And stay there, you know. Beyond yeah. intellect. And let the talking come from there rather than the intellect trying to go as far as it can. Because when the intellect tries to go to the limit, yeah, of course we'll find the limit. But let the talking come from what you are. And somehow there's a freshness in the language that comes from there. And it's okay if it's full of I, because it doesn't resonate with identification I. Sure. <laughs> it's just a language I, yeah? Yes, yes, it's just language I. Yes, it's just language. It has a different feeling, you know? No feeling at all. No, exactly. That's it's it. Empty. It's empty. It's totally empty. It's void. Yeah, it's like a butterfly, you know? It's just, just light moving along there doing its thing, you know? There's yeah. no stickiness yeah. at all. Yeah. Meeting or particularly Skyping needs language uh, on this level we are doing. That's it. fine. It's fine. It's fine. And the best thing, the, the, the deepest communication I ever had was uh, sitting silent with somebody. Yeah? <laughs> Can we trash that? <laughs> trash? Yeah, can we bin that? Can we, can we delete that that deepest communication I had with some, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you, Reinhold. Can we leave it there? Yes, thank you. Not okay, thank you. Yes. Okay, cheers. Hi. Hi. Um, so Friday night you um, talked to me about desire. Yes. And since then I've just been in a breakdown. Ah. You know, like, or Thursday night you did. And so um, what seems to kind of live is is anger, you know, just like ah. intense anger. And so, you know, I have these amazing awarenesses, you know, like beautiful like openings and um, clarity and, you know, experiences of, of the nothing, or at least I think that's what it is. It's not the sort of normal day-to-day -day thing that I sure. do. Sure. And then I just create messes, gigantic messes, you know, like things that at work where I could lose my job over, you know, like because I get so angry. Oh, okay. And 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 I I've been asking about this for years and I, I it's just it comes up, you know, and it doesn't seem like there's anything that can help me in in those moments. Like it just gets so like I I just can't do this. You know, like I can't do it. Can't do what? can't stand being this angry. Okay. I, 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 and I can't stand that anger comes up that way for me. Like, okay. you know, I, you know, somehow I'm defective. Okay. Okay. And there's like, it's like, there's no concepts. I mean, that, that, that we talk about that, that aren't, I'm not aware of. You okay. Know? Like, yeah. I understand all of it. Okay. And I've even sure. experienced a lot of it. Sure. Right. And sure. then there's this like, oh. things to say. The root of anger, when, when you know that this anger isn't a response to actually what's happening, it's just arising, it's not, it's not connected to any story here, then all that's left is the root cause of all anger, which is the experience of an unsatisfied desire. We're back to desire again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it could have been sold when you were three months old. It doesn't matter. It's not the story anymore. But an unsatisfied desire will bring anger. Peel away the story and the reaction is from an unsatisfied desire. Okay? So, so when anger arises, it's like somewhere here there's desire that's unsatisfied. Step back from the desire. And ang let anger do its thing. Up, out, over. I'm not concerned with the anger so much. I'm concerned with seeing what the root cause is, which is an unsatisfied desire. We don't need to find the desire, you just need to see that it's a desire. The second thing that's making this magnetic um, connection with this behavior is, is the pull to experience, the pull to feeling alive. And right now, anger is in some way doing it. It's like, it feels like there, there's this underpinning I don't know, uh, um, desire for want of a better word, to, to kind of to feel alive. Something wants to embrace and feel alive. And anger is the thing that does it for you right now. Anger is doing it. It's doing that pumping. Exactly. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. So you've got to go after the desire to feel alive. Mm -hmm. The pull to experience, the experience life, do you know, living. Ah, oh, okay. 
the pull to experience living yes. in the moment is yes. the thing that's keeping me yes. in that. Yes, it experience. makes the anger arise. Yes. Right, instead of allowing for the opening that could potentially pull me out of that. I mean, or maybe not. I mean, whatever. At the moment, it's the thing that's making the eye stay. Stay. Yeah, exactly. Stay solid. Exactly. Exactly. So you've, there's two things. It's being fueled by two things. There's an unsatisfied desire, right? And so anger, that's the root cause of anger. And there's this pull to feeling alive. Deal with them separately. Okay? Go after the pull to be alive. First. After the pull to be alive. Yes. But like not needing to yes. have a pull to be alive. Exactly. Living just occurs. Exactly. Okay. Let it get soft. Let let death be okay. Let be fading out without any fireworks. Be fine. Leave nothing in the world after you that made any difference, made anything better. <laughs> Do you know? It's perfect. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of all those beliefs that seem to be kind of cruising around there someplace. Do you see? I do. Okay. <laughs> God, something is resonating. All right. And then with, with, with anger will just come and go, but it won't have as much power. So anger is ignited by an unsatisfied desire from way, 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 way back. I mean, I'm talking months old. For you, months old. So, so with that, that unsatisfied desire that we learned how to respond, that will just come and go. That'll be just like, ah, bloody hell. And it's gone. You know, four-second blast. But it's not a four-second blast because it hooks into this desire. So we've got a double. You see? It pulls into the other desire, the desire to feel alive. Okay? So if we go, let's, we have to take it from the top here on this one. So the desire to be alive, unravel it, unpack it. This other desire will, will lose its punch. It loses its sustainability. And will just come in a flash and go. Do you see? Then go after that when you see that it's shortened. All right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <clears throat> Hello again. Hi. You don't have kids, right? No, don't have kids. Um, I feel like everybody's been speaking for me. Mm. And when you said, do volunteering. Yeah. You said there's nothing to be gained from that. I was thinking how, when my son was 14, he was an angry young man and he hated school. I said, don't go to school, just find out what you're interested in. And he found out he wanted to be a sailor, he wanted to do sailing, and he went to this place. And he was 60 hours a week there just doing whatever they wanted, just because he was associated with sailing. Okay. But everybody loved him. Mm -hmm. So what he, there is a lot to be gained. <laughs> I mean that, you can get, people love you if you do stuff for them, right? But for this lady it's different. <coughs> for this lady it's different. It's, it's, it's about breaking the cause and effect. It's doing voluntary work to get nothing. It's just doing voluntary work to get her out of bed. It's a different thing. There's always a personal answer. This is the way this, it works through this form. Voluntary work, absolutely. If, if, your son, if your son was still creating his eye, which of course in your teens, of course, in your 20s, in your 30s, it's kind of like usually at 40 that it starts to, oh, something settles and the direction tends to change. You know, we often call it a midlife crisis. Okay, but until, for that first 40 years, the eye is usually doing its thing. And so voluntary work for that age group will create the eye, of course. Will make you feel whole and give you a place in the world, give you an identity, of course. 
it doesn't, it, it's not, it won't have the same function for this woman. For her, it's, it's best that it's reward-less. So it's, it's different things for different people. So I've been thinking about how I keep being attracted to people who are uh, depressed and trying to help them get out of that. And I'm wondering if that, I was wondering if I should ask you if that's a waste of time. I should be. <laughs> a lot of times it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, if people, like you were saying, they're addicted to the depression, you know, it's, it does something for them. And I, I, of course, I have that too. And uh, I, I don't quite, like, I'm not getting what you're saying about the volunteering for nothing. <laughs> I'm not getting that. You know, okay. doing the voluntary work. In fact, I read that you said that you were—that's what you were doing for your husband—and you were going to get sick, so you stopped. So there must be, you know, a really uh, delicate balance. Yes, there's a delicate balance. Yes, there's loads of layers of voluntary work of service. There's loads of layers. There's loads of layers. The ultimate selfless service, which is where I'm steering, Angelina. Um, um, the ultimate, and it's not very familiar to our culture, but in India, in Hinduism, it's advocated a lot, is selfless service. Of where you give, 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 with nothing, nothing at all to be gained. So you do it silently, you do it discreetly, and if any kind of praise or something comes, it's, it's internally dismissed. Because it seemed to be just fattening the ego. So selfless service is a way of annihilating the ego at a certain point. But there are many layers to it. We're not great at selfless service in the West. We're not great at all, it's not advocated. Some people just don't get it, but for some people it really, it really works. It's a way to just destroy your ego because you're doing something for nothing. And you keep doing it when you've nothing left to give, you still do it. And it breaks down the ego. So there's no attachment to the outcome. It's not because you're making a difference anywhere. It's just a giving <laughs> and give again and give again and give again. recently that a lot of my action comes from this underlying feeling of, you know, there's something terribly wrong. I don't know what it is that I have to do, you know, and I don't know what to do. Or, and I feel that my children are suffering because of that. And um, Something terribly wrong with the world, with you? With well, no, it's just, it was not really conscious until it was sort of recently. It just, just something, I'm not sure, like a I don't know. Not with the world, just something really underlying and basic. You know, that that, I don't know if that's like a fear or, but I've noticed that that seems to drive me a lot. And I don't know what insights you have about that. If there's something wrong, then it's mistaken identity. 
It's lack of self-knowledge. If there's something wrong, it's in that direction. Because there's nothing wrong except lack of self-knowledge. Imagining that you're an individual woman, a mom. Um, imagining that the role that's being played through your form is you. That's what's wrong. There's nothing else wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is actually. Yeah. There's nothing else arising. I think that's what it is. So it feels really old. Yes, it's really old. I'm very glad you said that. It's really old. It 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 it, it you know we're talking centuries. It's really old. Yeah, it's one of those balls of energy that's been cruising around for a long time. So, how do I meet that? Yeah. Find out who you are. Find out who you are. For some reason, it's like it's been impregnated, that mistaken identity is something wrong with it. Of course, there's something unnatural about it. Of course there is. It's an unnatural state to imagine that you're separate. Mm -hmm. It's necessary to make, you know, experiencing the world possible. But it's unnatural fundamentally. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with the movie, you know, with your kids, with whatever. There's no need to project this in any way. It's not an outside thing. It's that identity is with being this woman instead of instead of identity not being an issue and just what arises from what you are, appears. Am I making sense? Well, I think so. I, think so. I guess, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm trying to know who I am, and yeah. in some sense I feel that I do have a sense of <coughs> Sure, sure. So I'm sure. just not sure. Yes, um, yes. For now, you, you can know that there's something wrong has to do with, with mistaken identity. So when I, mistaken identity is running, the idea there's something wrong will be stuck to it. Use it as a reminder mm -hmm. to place your attention back outside of, of whatever is happening. Okay. Don't be a, an individual participating in life. Let participation happen through your form. Don't let there be a you who's doing it. Do you see? So. Okay. So mistaken identity is where you're getting a like a hey, you're identified with thoughts here. When that feeling arises, and it's kind of, I, I imagine it's there as a low grade a lot of the time. Yeah, it is very low grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just running it's through. Con it's kind it's of constant. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. a constant. Yeah. yeah. It's a constant when the eye is running. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely aligned with the eye. Mm -hmm. So if there's any smell of it, if 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 you get yeah, a sense of it. Yeah, it's like, whoa, identification is going on. Mm. Pull back out. Pull back out. Let it be your tool. That's what it is, is your tool. It, it was designed to be your tool. That's why it's, it's connected to the energy of this form in front of me. <coughs> it was designed to be your tool. Okay. 
to remind you to step out. It's it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How are you today? I'm well, how are you? <laughs> Fine. Always the same, I'm afraid. <laughs> 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 I'm wondering if you have any practical advice for um, responding to the anger and desire in, in young children. Well, you when you were talking about the yeah. infant at three months, yeah, I have three young children. Okay, work with children. Okay, yeah. you know, they have tantrums, they have desires, and it feels like a very delicate balance between um, for their feeding anger and desire and yeah. fulfilling it. Yeah, I haven't a clue. <laughs> they either have to be in front of me so that something mm -hmm. would flow, or and I'm not a mom, so and I, I no experience in that area, nothing to draw on or whatever. I don't know. Nothing is flowing on it. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. I'd like you to talk about self-love. Yeah. Seems like it's a paradox. Okay. If there is a reason why waking up doesn't happen, it's only that the I isn't finished its dance. Whatever the eye needs to do, the eye needs to do, and when it's done, it's done. And it's like everything else in nature, there's a flow of ripening. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, in the ripening of the eye, generally it gets kind of broken in childhood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Something gets a little bit thrown around, and, and life is a dangerous sport for most, you know? Mm -hmm. So, in the creating of the I, because it is a mistaken identity, but it's put there, that's what we do to our kids, no? Is, yeah. is you know, you teach them how to be autonomous individuals who can survive in the world. And that's the purpose of, of this whole movie, is, is to have the experience of, of being separate in the world. But of course it's a lie, anyway. Mm -hmm. The I story, going through all of its formative stages, it usually needs to be resolved to believe that it's okay, that it's lovable and capable before it starts to break down. Mm -hmm. Some people don't have to follow that route, but most do. Yeah. 
because what happens is that this kind of non-duality work won't make sense because the I is just screaming for something. It's screaming to balance out something. So if there's been an experience of lack of love, of course it's totally unnatural because there's only love. Yeah. There's only love. Mm-hmm. So, to, so to somehow download the idea that there's a lack of love, the I needs to balance it out. Mm-hmm. So this yearning for love happens within the I circuit. Right. Okay? The separate I. So very often that self-love needs to be solid before the crumbling of the eye. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. We can kind of dip in and out, mm-hmm. do you know? And you can do a bit of advice or get a glimpse and then it's like, I have to, I have to totally pamper myself. I have to take care of myself. Why am I doing this? Because, mm-hmm. And you feel like, well, sure, this is just creating the eye. Yes. Okay, see that you are doing it. Mm-hmm. See that, okay, the eye needs to come to wholeness here. Okay, give it the experience. To suppress something like that, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. The I story at a certain point, when, when it's loved totally, completely, when there's that unconditional love for what you are not, somehow it stops screaming for attention. Mm. So thoughts are not so potent. Mm-hmm. So some thoughts, you can get a distance and you can drop them, and some of them you just can't. You've got to go in there and do what it's asking for. And that's when the I hasn't come to wholeness. It hasn't had the experience that it needs. And for sure, if it hasn't had self-love, it's going to scream at you. So love, getting love from the outside world, that's a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. That's completely a distraction. <coughs> self-love is actually the only thing that the I needs. And then whatever experience comes to you, you know, you even if you try and run away and live in a cave, mm-hmm. it's still going to come to you. Mm. What's far you cannot pass you by, yeah. inexperience-wise. So experience of love is not an external thing. Experiences happen and they're going to come, love it or like it, they're going to come. Mm-hmm. All right? But the I, self-love, needs to be in place. Yeah. Unconditional self-love needs to be in place. It's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with the outside world. That ripening of the I is necessary to stop the I pulling you into behaviors. When self-love is in place, there's no need to defend yourself, to look for approval, to yeah, so yeah. much of external stuff just goes away. Goes away. Mm-hmm. And there's much more ease around managing thoughts. It's very difficult the other way. It's like something's not cooked and you're forcing it. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Thank you. Great. Makes sense. Good. <laughs> Jackie, I have um, I've, I've talked to you twice, and both times I'm, it's the same issue. But um, I want to keep going at it till I really hear. So um, it's anger, and I'm so glad that came up this morning because it's coming up in me. And um, like last night, I'm, I'm so appreciative of what is happening, what I'm hearing, and the exposure I have to this. And I think I went on an eating binge for like two hours when I got home. 
<laughs> so I mean, I know this is uh, anger. <laughs> I ate ice cream, you know, cereal, and everything. <laughs> You know, late at night. Uh, this is last night. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, and I feel this, uh, like when you were talking with the prior people, um, this anger is very strong with me. And I know it's an old anger. It's an ancient anger. I know it's really old. And maybe it has to do with my life, and maybe it doesn't. <laughs> sure. Sure. But um, it, is it, I mean, it, 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 um, it plays across as being just angry, you know. It, 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 no one, no one. There's no individual. It's yes. just anger. So, um, is it lack of self-love, or is it just me hanging <coughs> on and refusing to give up a thought that has become comfortable with me? Because I suspect that's it. If I'm going to eat for three hours, <laughs> it's because I'm not going to. I'm not giving up some thought that this is unfair, um, that this, this whole, um, whole coming into this life and n not having the full picture is, 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 is not nice, <laughs> is unfair to, for people to go through life, um, not really realizing who they are, um, I just think is, uh, is is a major disadvantage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and somebody's responsible for that. <laughs> so I. I It's like you know, it's like when you have a, a uh, you have a parent and a bunch of kids, and the kids are hanging off the ceiling and breaking everything. You you say this the parent is responsible for this, <laughs> you know. Um, so somewhere I think that's the anger. Okay, is that I? And if is it is it just a thought form that I have that I am just holding on to, like? Um, like, is, is there any, I mean, is, I just refuse to meditate or do anything um, <laughs> that I, you know, that will help me. I, it's just, <laughs> no, I know it's all I, I, I. No, it's fine, I'm sure there's resonance. <laughs> so, is my... Um, positioning, I, I, I'm positioning the I um, for a fight, I guess. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is there an anger at God? From oh, yes, oh, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. that's it. Okay. I mean, I know well, that's it, that but, fight. but, yeah, I, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's completely, it's like, you know, boxing dolls. It's yeah. like no reality, but am I just holding on to that as... As a as a way not to to just to block myself. I mean, do you perceive that this is just a game I'm playing? And yes, it's a game. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a game. It's it. But is it just I'm comfortable with this 
thought of being angry at God, and I just need to let that go. Is, yes. Is it that simple? Yes and no. Right. It isn't, because there's a complication here, which I'm not seeing. Yes, there's something. Yeah. And I don't know if it's lack of self-love, or... I, I don't think that's it. It, I, it's, it's more around, this is too strong a phrase, but this is the only one that's coming, self-sabotage. There's something there around, like, you know, g g putting the reins in on yourself and, and you know, like, like the, the binge eating, you know, it's yeah. like self-sabotage. Well, I'll just hurt myself and that could just keep me in this position for a bit more because it's familiar and it's comfortable. And right. There's a little bit of blocking yourself. Yes. You know, that's a better phrase than self-sabotage. There's a little bit of that going on. Um, and so what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Um, I, I really, I don't know, but last night I might have got an inkling. There's a, a man that came on and said he experienced, um, uh, set, he had a meditation experience where um, there was nothing or something like that. And I did in my early 30s when I meditated, I found... I was watching my breath, and then I found that I was like 12 inches away from me. Oh yes. My. And that freaked me out. Yes. And I wonder if it's something as simple as that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or, is, it, or uh -huh. is that just another idea that yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Is it just fear of... Yes. It's fear of what if you let go of these things that keep you in check. Yes because you, you're familiar with that zone and you can manage it so far. Yeah. And so if you were to drop the, the things that block you, anything can happen. And there seems to be a fear of that. There seems to be a fear of like, well, I'll, I'll be annihilated or an experience that I can't handle or I won't be able to take care of myself. Or, yeah. Okay. Something that I can't get a handle on could happen. Okay. And of course, something you can't get a handle on is going to happen. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? The only thing there's nothing I can do. I can just watch that I'm doing that. We're cruising around something. Yeah. Yeah, we're cruising around. I don't know what the nut is in the middle yet. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. And we're cruising around it though. Yeah. It's not. It's not good enough to say I feel unsafe because no, that's not always true. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's more that it's more comfortable to set up blocks. It's it's it, it's more it's more the fam what's familiar will keep you in check. Yeah. <coughs> it's an attraction to the comfort zone that you know rather than a repulsion of what you don't know. Okay, so it's just a tendency? Yes. To prefer? Yes. The comfort zone? Yes, the comfort zone of what's familiar. So that's just a conditioning as a child, maybe? Yeah, it keeps you in check, you know? keeps you in check. It keeps you responsible, huh? Yeah, response was a big, yeah. big thing with me. Large Irish family, yeah. <laughs> kids. older daughter, responsible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, do you think it's just that simple? Why can't it be simple? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
maybe, you know, assuming responsibility assumes <laughs> complexity. <laughs> um, is, is it? Do you think that's it? It's just. I think this is the layer that has to be peeled back. If there's more or not, I don't know yet. All right, but it is a, almost like an addiction to comfort. Yes. Because it keeps you responsible. That's kind of playing in there. And it's linked with, well, God is irresponsible and I'm not going to be irresponsible. It's all linked oh, up, you know? Okay, so okay, join all that's the, dots. the paradigm. Yeah, yeah. If he's going to be irresponsible, well, I'm not. I'll show him how it's done. They clean you know? up after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you do that with your siblings and you yeah, do that yeah. for God and, you know. Yes. <laughs> that's the dynamic. Yes. It could be. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. I think that that the rings. Yeah, that rings. <laughs> and let's see if there's another layer to this one, but that uh -huh. that definitely has a. There's something there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. There's an overflow, obviously, in the family room where they're <laughs> laughing away at what's going on in here. day you spoke um, a little bit about seeing what happens and I don't know about that I don't know how to see what happens I find I tend to generally well quite often live my life doing what I think I ought to do or um, what's right what's okay. expected of me what okay. others expect of me and if I don't do that and I feel like I'm mm. rebelling mm. doing something for me that mm. I enjoy but mm. perhaps that's my ego um, playing up when I do something for myself so I would like to know how to live free of both of those um, mm. okay that feeling of well selfish, um, ego-driven, or feeling I'm giving up and sacrificing and doing things I don't want to do. Um, so what you were talking about, um, just letting things happen before making, deciding what to do. Mm. I'm very confused. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. What you're calling ego-driven? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, do it. Lots. <laughs> Break your own rules. Mm -hmm. Not other people's rules. Break your own rules. Because what you're calling ego-driven just feels like an expression of self-love. I have fun, but there's an underlying guilt that yeah. maybe I shouldn't be. I should yes. be. Yes. Um, yes. Doing what others expect. Yes. So, so who told you it has to be hard, huh? Mm -hmm. Who told you that suffering has a good value more than fun? Well, then I got confused when you spoke to the other person about selfless 
Yes. Volunteering. Yes. Yes. You'd love that. I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel again that I'm doing yeah something that I'm making myself yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, for you so, it wouldn't work. It's an individual response. Each thing that happens here is an individual response. It's just breaking the eye to like, come on, come on, to find out who you are. Do you know? So it's not like it's not directives on you know that would. Of, of, of how to live a life. It's not about that at all. It's about mistaken identity. So breaking patterns of mind so that you can find out who you really are. That's what's going on here. How do I break those patterns? Yeah. To, to break that thing that's... Okay, so, so to get to that place of allowing a free flow with what happens, we've got a common trick that needs to be dissolved of I should be doing this and it's not so good if I do that. Mm -hmm. So this heavy-duty, right-and-wrong dialogue is in charge, and it's believed. So there's something being a slave of what mind is telling you. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So to pull back from those, we're going to have to unravel it, to see that they're just thoughts, but that they don't have the power for you to follow them. That has to happen. So that these directives, I should do this and I shouldn't do that, or it's better if I don't do that, or these beliefs need to be seen as beliefs. Mm -hmm. As long as you are following them, as long as they are directives for you, you're not getting any distance from them. Mm -hmm. That distance must be in place where you see that they're just thoughts and so what. Let's see what the natural flow is. Mm -hmm. And just to have faith in that, trust Totally, in that. totally. And let whatever arises, arise. So if the feeling of, man, there's serious guilt arising, let it come, let it go. It'll pass. So that's fine. That's just guilt. Let's see what happens here. And you will find you'll break your own rules. Because, because of course, you'll break your own rules. If you're not obeying mind, you're break, breaking the rules of mind. Break yeah. them. It's fine. Let them be broken. Let yeah. them be broken. And follow that pull. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because, oh gosh, it looks like I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Or it looks like I'm not going to do that. And I said I would. Oops. <laughs> and let the bad feeling come and the bad feeling will go but to be a slave of your mind there will be no distance from your thoughts mm -hmm. there must be distance from your thoughts in order, in order to do what we're talking about here finding out who you are mm -hmm. so never again follow those thoughts <laughs> never again and if you're not following them there's a space there for some other movement to happen and that's what I'm talking about. See what happens. Mm -hmm. The happening will come. And there might be a freaking out phase of waiting for something to happen. Because you'll find it's a little bit less busy mm -hmm. than the one who is doing everything. It's a little bit less busy. The essential stuff will be done. Okay? Yeah. So step back from your thoughts. Let the thoughts come. Don't follow the impulse that's from your mind. That's from the I should do this. Have the courage to do this <coughs> and the trust to see. Let's see what arises. But you'll never find out what's naturally happening if you've already followed what your mind says is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Do you see? That's just mind, conditioned belief. <coughs> Don't let it be in charge anymore. Make sense? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. There are other questions. Yes. Come up. Oh, uh -huh. there were other questions. 
Okay. I guess I should just work with this and and and, and let's see what else see comes. What happens. Sure. Yeah. Let's see what else comes. You might find another one in a half an hour or whatever. Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, just to clarify something, if, if somebody wants to come up, come on up while I'm talking, it's fine. Um, it, it's not therapy, do you know? Mm. It's just an ungluing from, from, from her mind has you in its bind. This isn't therapy. I'm not interested in therapy. <laughs> do you know? But, but if there's something that's just needs to be cracked. Then you crack it and you pop back. Don't look for, oh, I should sort that out. I should sort that out. Like, forget it. Throw it all out. There's nothing to sort out. But when a thought has you, when it has you, sometimes we need to unpack like this in order to like, oh, yeah, it is a thought. Oh, gosh, that's okay. There's now a bit of distance from it. That's the only reason we're working in this way is just to get distance from your thoughts. Do you see? When there's distance from your thought, then step behind that again. Let attention be totally outside of all of this movie. Do you see? So that's what this is about. So don't get into your head too much. Let your attention be outside of it all. Then there's nothing to fix, nothing to sort out. Show's over. Hi. My name's Anne Marie. Hi, Anne Marie. Thank you. So there seems to be a lot of fear and resistance. Um, and it shows up in similar ways that have been talked about today, the, the eating when I'm not hungry, um, the staying up late watching TV. Um, and it, it feels like it's like a numbing out, like there's... Mm, there's something that I'm, I'm avoiding. Um, and it's like I have the thoughts, oh, I should meditate, I should sit with this, I can feel the discomfort. And I have the thoughts that I should be doing something differently. And then I, you know, use that to beat myself up later. Like, oh, I'm doing the same stuff. I know it doesn't work. I keep doing I tell other people not to be, you know. <laughs> Not to do it, <laughs> and I, you know, and then it's like there's shame with it. You do it until it's too painful, until you just see that it leads nowhere. And that's like a maturing of mind. Just the realization, I am sick of this, I've had enough, it's not worth it. 
and that naturally has to arise. I've just had enough. It leads nowhere. I don't care what's going on, but I'm not doing this anymore. That point has to come. Yeah, it comes in moments. Yeah. And then it, it like the mechanism turns back on. Yeah. No, you can go watch some TV. It relaxes you. Yes. It's not a big deal. Yes. Yeah, and then there's that, yeah, that thing that gets Yeah, and then we'll sick of it. run the other loop again then. Yeah. 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 It's just identifying with thought, you know? And the, the, because the thought, this is the underlying thing really, because the thought of believing you're a separate human being is so uncomfortable, we will do anything to distract us from running that thought. And that's why sex is so potent. It totally works. It will totally make you forget who you think you are. Yeah. That's why drugs work. That's why alcohol works. That's why food works. Because there's a distraction going on, because it's an engagement of your senses. So your, your eyes are, they're the ones that, that feed identification more than anything. Okay, so we've got eyes with the TV, we've got eyes on food, and we can add in texture and taste, and we're stimulating the senses. It could just as easily be sex. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. So, so stimulating the senses is a distraction that's currently present, that's happening right now, and shifts your attention away from separation, from who you think you are. Because we get so sick of thinking who we... running that thought of thinking we're separate. We get so sick of it that the only break is to feed the senses with something else. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It gives you a holiday, but it doesn't work. Right. Right. So when the holiday that you get from that kind of activity, when the holiday that you get isn't good enough, you'll stop. Okay. When you'll see this is a holiday and I want more. But as long as the holiday does it for you, you'll continue doing it. Yeah. But you have to see through that yourself. You have to realize it. That I'm just compromising myself here. I'm just doing with a short-term kick and then I feel bad and off we go again. Yeah. Making me forget for a while but there's a hangover. There's always a hangover. Right. Do you see? Yeah. If that's good enough, Fine, you continue with it. Let it become not good enough. So when that determination arises, okay, now there's a yearning for something else. The yearning isn't ignited at the moment. Do you know? You're happy yeah. with the part-time hit to forget who you think you are. Right. Yeah, that makes sense why it has an addictive it's quality. Because it, it is like a holiday from the, yes. the, the mind space. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's addictive. Yeah. Nature. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just helps you to forget who you think you are. Right. The other option is to observe more. Okay. Observe, 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 observe. That unplugs also from who you think you are. There's still who you think you are observing, but it's not as dense. But from observing, attention can be placed outside of it all left at home, left not plugged into any thought, just at a place of rest. Yeah, like when I'm gardening or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That's a holiday. 
until eventually the balance shifts and you'll see that the holiday is your natural state. Do you see? It's your natural state. So at the moment, the holiday is feeding the mind with something else. So it's not running the separate I thought. Right? right? So that's the role of addiction. Right. mass addiction. So that's fine, but mind is still out, being distracted with something else. Right. This work really is about having attention at home so that it's not engaged in believing thoughts at all. Right. Do you see? Well, then, and it's like the mind almost re-engages more strongly after the holiday. Like of course it, it does. And then it attacks the holiday. And of just course like, it does. You and got then you it. have to take another one. Then you have to take <laughs> another one. <laughs> you got and it. it. Get stronger. There is addiction for you. Explained yeah. beautifully. That's addiction. Yeah, you have to take another holiday to get a break from the hangover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you see it leads nowhere? Yeah. It just does this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Just does this. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It's like I've been watching it. Yeah. Just, like, just loop itself. Yeah. I haven't been able to get off the merry-go-round. Yeah. 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 Because mind is still tuned into the outside world can help me to forget who I think I am. Mm -hmm. And that's addiction. Mm -hmm. Something out there can make me forget the, the painful belief in separation. It can't. It can only temporarily do it with huge consequences. Mm. When the consequences are not worth it, mind will start to go in. Think, well, it's not out there. Okay, let's go in. See what happens in there. Yeah. Almost a desperation. Yes. Yes. Hitting the wall, you know, bottom of the barrel stuff. Right. It's your classic addiction story, isn't it? Right. You know, you hit the bottom yeah. of the barrel and then, and then it's like, okay, this is not working. Yeah, sometimes I almost wish my addictions were had bigger consequences. Sure. So that I would hit the wall faster. Sure. Because it's still, you yeah, know, yeah, it's like, totally oh, good. I watch TV. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I overeat. Yeah. You know, and it's, the consequences aren't yeah. so huge yeah. that I am thrown out of it. Yeah. It's like just enough to kind of keep it going. Yeah. 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 But still let that cycle be not good enough. Do you see? It's just postponing mind going within. Right. Yeah. To where it's at home and rest and none of the outside world would be of interest to you in that way. The engagement with it will not just, just not do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I had a, a, an experience of, of uh, what I think of as awakening, where I where I recognized my mind and and just kind of stepped away from it because I wasn't interested in whatever it was babbling about. And then I then I felt like, okay, you know. I had the feeling of, of being in, in a picture, okay, that this is definitely an illusion, and, and uh, I was in a picture. Yeah. Okay. 
So, uh, went along, it was at a satsang thing, a few hours went by, and a couple hours maybe, and but I was sitting there, and I got uh, all of a sudden uh, kind of some attack of extreme, extreme fear, fear. terror. And it took me to where, you know, I thought I was totally losing my sanity. I was thinking, all the people, like I'm with this covenant of evil people, and they're going to get me. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah just... Yeah. And, and then going from that and thinking, you know, not, you know this is crazy, and then that was the... Uh, but I was afraid I'd never make it back out. You know, I've gone insane. This is it. And I'm not gonna make it back. Yeah. Yeah. And push through it anyway. Well, it just kind of I I happened to be, oddly enough, I was wearing a little multi tool that I have on my belt a lot of the times. And I took it off specifically now because I didn't want it because I I touched it and I thought of it as a weapon because you remember, you know, these people are going to get me, you know. So I thought, well, God damn it. You know, I didn't feel any power, but I thought, well, at least I can draw some blood from them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I can go down and fight. (laughs) And I think that started to kind of bring me back. From the extreme fear and yes. and, and the craziness, yes, you know, the I started looking around, looking at the people. Oh, wait a minute! This is the woman that this is her house. I mean, I think she's, you know, it's like, wouldn't there be blood evidence around here? You know? <laughs> 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 I, I don't think this whole thing makes sense. You know? so that's how I just I came back from it, but yeah. Yeah, it was almost like I could see that thing that was outside of me and it just snuck up on me and... Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, you, you got a good glimpse, you know? That, that, is, that is a picture, you know? Yeah. It's a picture. Yeah. But something wasn't, in your wiring, wasn't able to hold it. No. That's all. Something was just not ready enough for it. The eye yeah. wasn't spun out enough. Okay. So, so what it did was it just... Mind created a, a, a pretty intense story in yeah. order to get your attention back into the eye yeah. realm, and so the glimpse goes, of course, yeah. and the picture is very real, and it's, you know. Well, I'm a veteran, so it's kind of an easy thing for it to pull on me, and now yes. with the violence. Violence, yeah, violence yeah. would work for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The thing is, with where where awakening happens kind of viciously, and it was for Jack, you know, it, it, it wasn't a smooth kind of happening. Sure, there was psychiatric hospital is a very real option now, but I'm I'm going to surrender to this too. Pardon me. But psychiatric hospital is a very real option now, and I'm going to surrender to this too. And of course, it didn't happen. There was no psychiatric hospital, but but mind uh, was breaking. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. there mm-hmm. wasn't any. There was a seeing of like, okay, okay, I'm totally losing every skill of managing myself, of being right. able to be plugged into the world. I surrender to this too, okay. and I let that carry me too. Now, if 
there also was another another experience I have to say um, of of kind of a vacuum pulling right I just want to give this example to just to, to show what happens sometimes of like being sucked into a, a hole of where every reference point was pulled everything 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 was pulled light everything was pulled nothing was you know void in the most negative sense and in that experience of being pulled through by God I fought and it lasted six seven eight hours I fought and fought and fought and fought and fought and it was too strong. It destroyed me. There was that feeling that I just couldn't. No matter what thought I would put up, I couldn't grab it. It was taken. And I was looking for the fear thoughts. I was looking for the violence thought. I was grabbing it. And that was pulled. That was pulled. And, that, and I couldn't cling. Nothing. I could cling to nothing. Do you see? So it can become so strong that no, the fight to survive is actually too weak. It will be too weak. The force of grace or whatever it is mm. is just come on babe like no matter what story you pull up it's nothing it's a crumb do you know so so grace pulls one home viciously it can happen like that too do you see but what will happen is that no matter how traumatic the I story no matter what experiences were solid in your life they won't be strong enough to recreate the I even extreme violence, it will not be strong enough to recreate the eye. Okay? So at the moment, there was still something not finished with the eye story. The pull to survive was stronger. Something was not done around believing you exist as a separate individual. But whatever it presents, it's like, okay, these evil people, if that st story is running, it's okay, let them have me. Let them have me. Let them kill me. That's fine. I won't fight this time. And and what's your uh, impetus for? I mean, why would you say that? Why would I say that? Because you will not be believing a thought. Okay, you're just you're just keeping keeping it in your mind that you're That's not right. believing. Not the, believing. Whatever yeah, mind presents now, it must stuff. be a thought. Okay. No matter how so much you're, you're stuck in there, it. I'm not going to believe these thoughts. You're not I'm buying. Not, yeah. not buying okay. anyone. And that keeps a distance. Yeah. And uh, th there's no glue there. There's no clue. There's something watching and Grace will do the rest. Grace will do the rest. But it needs something in observer. Right. It needs something watching the thoughts. Whereas if you're identified with your thoughts and the thought is real and you're believing the story like these people are evil and they're going to have me. If you're believing the thought, well, of course. It's like, well, okay, believe the thought. Run that one until you see it's a thought and it's useless as well. And it's only protecting the body and you're not that body anyway. So until that's seen through, Grace is going to let you there. It's going to let you spin out that story until you see just another thought, just another thought. See? So no matter how crazy the thought, you keep the distance from it. Your thoughts cannot protect you. They're of no use. They're the obstacle if they are believed. You have to turn off the player that you are watching and just uh, come in and then just listen on Skype for a while.
Did you, did you get that instruction? I don't know. Let's just see. Hello? Can you hear us on Skype? Yep, awake now. Okay, that away. Go ahead. Okay. What's your, what's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Paul. I'm calling from Ann Arbor. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jackie. Thank you. What's your question? Oh, I didn't have one. I was just listening and enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. night I asked I said that um, I have trouble buying into this story that this is all an illusion and you said well you start by finding out who you are and I think the answer to who I am is that I don't exist right that's the correct answer I don't know you tell me what did you find you can't do this one theoretically what did you find I couldn't find an answer but because I couldn't find an answer doesn't mean I don't exist. Correct. Right. So, uh, I guess I'm looking for guidance on finding out who I am. So, is it that you couldn't find an intellectual answer? Yeah. So, is there an answer that's not intellectual? Possibly, but I cannot answer that. You can't. Well, how can I answer something I don't know? Uh, yeah, I know you can't. You can't answer it. Right. But something else can know something. Okay, so... I know there is something, but oh. I don't know what it is. All right. That's fine. Let that be enough. <laughs> but then where does one go with that? Stay there. Well, I've been there long enough, I think. Ah. <laughs> ah. So, so, mind wants to know what you are intellectually? Why is it not, why is it not satisfying? What's, what's going on? I guess, you know, I will be happy to know it any other way. But I don't have a way to know. Yes. So... It doesn't have to be intellectual, but I haven't had the mystical experiences people talk about. Yes. Where they see the oneness or okay. be the oneness or any of that. Okay. So, um, absent that, yeah, it's, I'd like uh, a mental process or you know, some, I, I don't care what the process is, some way of knowing who I am or who I am not. Let's go with who you are not then. Because there's more mind involved in that. Okay. Let there be a complete checking out of what you're not. Okay. 
and whatever's left. So what is left? I mean, I'm, I'm asking you what is left for you. I mean, people talk about that who they are uh, is this oneness, you know. Yeah, and, I don't uh, buy the oneness thing at all. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you, you, you've heard that being bandied oh, about. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have trouble buying a lot of what I hear. Yes. So who are you? Or who am I? You know, if you give me an answer, then maybe I can use that as a signpost for when I yeah. arrive there. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I see where you're at, I think. You know, and the signposts I have heard, like I'm the oneness and the consciousness is the same here as is over there, is like to me just nonsense. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it's nonsense. Yeah. It is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I am anything is nonsense. I am anything is rubbish. That's why I'm saying find out what you're not. So if there's any sentence, I am something, you'll find out you're not that. So mind can go further with I am not that than I am that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So I am goes to there and I am not that goes to here. Okay. All right. Now, what you are is not involved in any of this dialogue at all. What you are isn't interested in this dialogue. Mind is just doing all this figuring out and whatever and mind wants to understand what it is. But that's just an activity of mind to see that it's totally useless. Who sees that is totally useless? The mind sees? Yes. No. Yes. We only have mind to manage mind. Right, right, right. Mind is the total distraction. When mind isn't playing, something is perfectly fine. The language we use is that you are that. That which is perfectly fine. That's the language we use. But it's not that as in an object or that which is definable. Do you see? Yeah. So we can't bring language there, but language is the distraction, because mind is so used to figuring something out, but it can't figure this out because mind is the distraction. Mind's the obstacle. So we can use mind for a certain point and then it falls flat. Yeah. So I, you know, I think I've reached the point where it's falling flat. Yes, I think so. But but you know, it's, then I've just run into a wall. Yes. You know? With mind, yes. But, but then there's nothing that I can step into next. It okay. feels like I've come into a dead end. Okay. You know? Okay. Ah. So who's the one coming to a dead end? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, there, there is some entity, but I don't know who that entity or what that entity is. And, and, and oh, it's it's the mind. I think that's coming to a dead end. It's struggle, yes. struggle, struggle, and yes. you know, it's just buying that thought now. That I I've hit a wall. I've hit a dead end. That's what the thought is running now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. So we'll throw that one out. Okay. Now what? So there's no dead end, and there's no. nowhere to go. Correct? So now I'm really screwed. <laughs> so now you're just buying the thought that you're really screwed. Now we're running mind again and you're really screwed. Okay, throw okay. that out. Okay. 
אוקיי. So the next thought that comes up is that there's nowhere to go then. Fine. You ask, I think you're going to ask me to throw that out also. Maybe. <laughs> but there's a certain truth in it. There is no place to go. Let it be okay that there's no place to go. Mm. And now, dismiss it. Dismiss what? The thought that there's no place to go. Don't hang out there. Sure, there's no place to go. Accept it. Fine. Okay. Okay, there's no place to go. That's fine. Yeah. Now? So if there's no place to go, then I'm already there. Correct. I mean, that's assuming that there is no place to go. Yes. Yeah. There is no place to go. So yes, you're already there. So then the question is, so what? Perhaps. Perhaps. So no, my question is, so what? So there's no place to go. I'm already there. So the question is, so what? <coughs> <coughs> it's rhetorical, no? Partly rhetorical. Okay. But I also, so I'm there, and so what? The show is over. <laughs> the searching is over. <coughs> On the one hand, it seems too simple. So then this is it? Yes. Mind just sent you on a merry dance for a lifetime. And every thought that is bought is just the merry dance continuing. There's no place to go. There's nothing to get. It's just the merry dance being seen to be a merry dance. Okay. And if there's a thought being bought, I want more, that's the merry dance doing its thing again. It is so simple. That's why people miss it. It's so immediate. You're already there. You never went out to come back. But we play that game that we go out to com come back. And it works like that for some people. It only makes sense like that for some people. But you never, you're seeing that you never actually went out at all. That what you were was already there. Whatever that is, it doesn't matter. We don't have to know what you are. But it's already there. Now, if that is seen to be so, the show's over. Anything that can arise is just thought. A concept believed to be a subjective reality.
concept believed to be the subject of reality? Subjective, a subjective reality. Oh. That's what mind does, it presents a subjective reality through concepts. So on the one hand, okay, so the show is over. On the other hand, a whole bunch of questions come up. Like, sure. so, why have the show in the first place? Why have this dance? Why go out in the world of mind? Why? Who? For the sake of experiencing. The idea of separation must run in order to experience. Why? I mean, you know, God could do whatever it wanted. I mean, why make it a miserable experience? Yeah. <laughs> but it's good for a while. It only gets miserable when you start going home, when you start realizing there's something wrong with it. But even for the ones that don't realize that, you know, yes. um, there's enough misery in the world. Yes. Even for people who are not searching and seeking. Yes. yes. So it seems, like Carolyn said, unfair enough yes. to get pissed off at God about this. You know? Yes, but God doesn't know about this. Oh, only because it's not separate from That's right. God doesn't know about this. I don't, I don't quite get that, but, you know. Yes. If God knew about this, then God would be an entity who created this. And right. We would, we would ultimately have two. Okay. Two belongs in mind. It's a creation of mind. But, you know, the thing is, I don't see why if something is part of you, you don't, you cannot know it. You know, I mean, you're saying it's one. Why limit God's mind? You know. Because God doesn't have a mind. I mean, we don't know that. I mean, how do we know that? <laughs> because there is only God. Then we can say God has six billion minds right now. We could say that. Yeah. But as having one independent supermind, no. No. Human attributes do not apply to what God is. And this is only an appearance. So if there is an objective God, which there isn't, then God wouldn't be so bothered by it, because it is known that this is only an appearance. So the suffering that seems to happen, of course it happens within this, the, the, the belief system that one is separate. Of course then suffering appears as real. But it's known to be just what you are, is having the experience of suffering. So it's fine. In that way it's fine. <coughs> Do you see? When it's seen that it's all arising and going back to you, it's okay because, because suffering is just the opposite of, of experiencing joy. It's just the balance of duality, pain and pleasure. I get that to a certain point. All right. You know, that, that there has to be pain to experience pleasure. Yes. But I don't, you know, God being God, I think he could have just created pleasure and no pain. But God, God didn't create any of this. This is an appearance. This isn't actually physically created as, as you create a, whatever, a milkshake, a thing that you make. Do you know? God didn't create it like that. God isn't the creator. This is an appearance. A very real appearance. I mean, a very tangible appearance. While, while the idea that you are separate is running, it has that 
total authenticity about it. Yeah, it looks really real, but it needs the idea of separation to be running. So from where you sit, this is not real? Not at all. Not at all. No. It's just not possible to take it seriously. It's just not real. This form, these words, nothing at all. It's just, it's, there's just an appearance of a bit of movement. That's enough. So I don't, I don't see that part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That stuff will show itself. It will show itself. Okay, so I cannot accelerate that. I don't think so. Okay. That part, no, no. It just shows itself. Things like, oh man, that's how it worked. How in the name of God was it believed that I was separate? It seemed to be so complicated and convoluted to run all those stories to believe that you were separate. Do you see? Because the, the, the pull towards believing concepts breaks. Okay. See how you get on. <laughs> Hi, Liz. It's great to see you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I sort of have to play devil's advocate here for a minute. Yeah. Um, in order to dig a little deeper. Okay. Um, the image that was coming to my mind during the last conversation was that it, it's almost as if um, it's almost as if the mind uh, is very bored and it exists in like a very barren place where where nothing seems to be happening, and it kind of wishes, well, geez, I wish the carnival would come to town, and then there's things I could go do and participate in, and have a lot of fun and games and excitement, and. The mind turns around and lo and behold, a carnival has come to town. It's just appeared out of nowhere. And the cost of admission to the carnival, which is the land of relativity and duality and experience and excitement, is you sort of have to, the cost of the ticket is your immortal soul. Well, if you want to come in here and play on the carnival, you have to buy a ticket. And that's that's your immortality and your immortal soul. And by the idea of separateness. You can't come into the carnival unless you agree to abide by the rules that you're going to act like a separate person from now on. And then you go in the carnival and there's all kinds of experiences, wonderful, beautiful experiences, and very scary, threatening, terrifying experiences. But it's all very exciting. And the mind is always, oh, mind is bored. It wants diversion and excitement. So, it sacrifices its eternal life to go play in the carnival and have this huge realm of infinite possibilities and experiences. And um, and people like yourself come and tell us that you know you're you're having all these problems and all these sufferings and, and anxieties and and struggles in your life. And the reason why that is is because you bought this ticket to go on these rides and if you want to be free from those problems that you that you feel that you're struggling with all the time you have to agree to, to buy your ticket back <laughs> <laughs> but the carnival's not going to be here anymore after you buy your ticket 
But that's the price of freedom. You sold your freedom when you came into this place. And now you have, have a chance to buy it back. And you can be free of all these problems and worries and anxieties. But you're also not going to be able to play the game anymore because you're not going to be here in the carnival. And that's, that's sort of what I'm looking at. <laughs> but there's another aspect of this too, which is that um, uh, teachers like yourself um, always seem to, at least the impression that's conveyed is that, is that there's a vilification and a demonization of, of the mind and the ego and the personality that's taking place either directly or, or subtly implied, you know. And in order to help people who are struggling to seek freedom from their problems, and that's a logical way to, to do it. But, um, but nonetheless, uh, is, there, is, is, it, is it really valid in any sense to, to criticize the mind or vilify the mind? Or is it justified to... I, I, I wouldn't resonate that that's happening here at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's no problem with the mind. Believing, believing what the mind says is the problem. Right. The mind is exquisite. It makes this mm -hmm. movie possible. Right. right. But believing thoughts create suffering. Mm -hmm. There's sure. no problem with the mind. Mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, so I guess the next question is: is is it really? Is it then really necessary that anything, that anything be changed at all? I mean, um, people like yourself have satsangs because people want to come and ask questions and get answers um, because they feel that they're helped by that, and it's fine that they want to do that. But um, but in the end, does it make any difference that that? in most of the world, in most of people's experience, they're kind of trapped in this mind and it, all its perceived problems and, and struggles. But the truth is always that they're not. The truth is always that it's just a game they're playing and they're just living in a world of make-believe. Mm -hmm. And in the end, does it matter that their mind carries the idea that this is all make-believe and illusion? Or whether their mind believes that this is reality and that this is what they have to deal with. The truth is that, that they never were in it to begin with. Yes. And is there really any benefit to the mind coming to some degree of understanding that this is not the reality? Or in the end, is it all the same? I mean, everybody's you know really free at their core anyway. And it's just illusions that they're entertaining so what's the point of of any attempted spiritual understanding or or awakening what is that is there is there any real point to it or is it just another game in the carnival it's another game in the carnival yeah waking up is a game in the carnival right okay good i like, <laughs> I like this ride though so i <laughs> I hang out at this one a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to come up? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just 
Last one. I want to bring up something less nice. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about anger and. Yeah. I went home and ate a lot of uh, ice cream and drank vodka. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think um, I'm nice. I learned my personality became nice because I came to believe that if I really got angry, I would kill a lot of people. Okay. And that would, somehow that would get me in trouble. Yeah, and probably. I want you to love me, but if you don't, why not kill you and take your place? I would love to be this beautiful, smart person who knows everything except about little kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, everybody, and everybody loves her. <laughs> you know. I'm sure there's a hate list someplace in the world. <laughs> not bother. So I'm just saying that... <laughs> Um, the separateness, I mean, I think that I haven't been able to get to the, you know, because it's so ugly, maybe. It's so unacceptable, you know, that basically I'm, I'm so separate that I'll kill anybody to get anything. Thank you for opening a dark side. It's just the magic of humanity, of duality. There's that duality in every human being. And thank you for just putting it there. The law of opposites is just the deal with separation. It's just that there's opposites all the time. Where there's light, there's dark. Where there's good, there's... But there's mm, the potential to create good, there's the potential to create pain. Of course. Both are fine. Jack. They can be equal. Jack. Yeah. Men, just men are so soft and so loving. What they have to do to cover it up. That man is such a love. So full of love. What he has to go through. To be a man that you has. That's how duality plays. And it's okay. It's okay. It's just a role, whether you're playing out the role of being female or being male. <coughs> They're the characteristics of the role. 
that role is being played through your form and identification might switch on and switch off. But you're not that. And saying that you're not it is not a denial of it. Because within the illusion it plays. Of course it plays. And let it be fine. Let it be fine that it plays. Everything is fine. The deepest pain, the hidden, most darkest, darkest secret that ever could be buried within any human being. Let it be fine. It's fine. It's got its opposite someplace. It's all okay. It's just the potential magnificence <coughs> of mind. That's what it is. It's just this ability to just create every feeling, every emotion, every thought, everything, everything experienceable, whatever that word is. Everything imaginable must be possible to experience. Be okay with all of it. Be okay with all of it. It's not what you are. It just plays through your form. We're going to break? Yeah, it's, we're gone over time. <coughs> Skype caller, I can see you. Chat with glasses. Hi, but we're, we're, we're gone over already. Maybe you'll be there in the afternoon? Well, they will be a bit difficult. I, I keep it very short. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what to do? No. Keep it very short. Okay, keep it very short. <laughs> very, very short. I, I really keep it very short, but uh, I only want to call in uh, with a kind of thank you. But this time, I don't, uh, I, I don't do a thank you to you or to Richard, but I want to do a thank you to all the people who are brave enough to sit in front of you. Because I think <laughs> those, these people are really making this show. That's, that's the reason why I'm just calling in and keep it very short. But really, really, I, I think I admire all those people who are sitting in front of you because uh, they're really doing it. Yes, yes, so, they're doing it. There's some real yeah. work happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I watched all the, the shows in Chicago and today again, and I must really say, yeah, it are those who are sitting in front of you who are making this interesting. which I didn't spot at all. We were going tomorrow. to finish... Oh, that was tomorrow, yeah. 5.30, is it? Oh, okay, it's a typo. Yeah. 
Today is five, okay. This is the structure of what we're going to do this afternoon. We've got from two until five. There's an hour and a half now, okay? And we're going to start bang on at two o'clock, okay? So start milling back in at five to two, okay? So at two o'clock, what we're going to do is a silent sit for 15 minutes, two hours of satsang, P and T for... No T. P and T? Just P? <laughs> okay, 10 minute P break at 4.15. So 2.15 to 4.15, 10 minute P break at 4.15. Um, and a half, half hour sit. Yeah. And then a half hour sit at 4.30 to 5. 4.30 to 5. Okay, so we start with a bit of silence, we end with a bit of silence, mm -hmm. and we dance the dance in the middle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so anything else need to be said? Yeah. Mm -hmm.